When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we have returning guests. And once you are a returning guest, you are a special friend of the show. The one and only, this might be your third time, I think, Miss Mary Amons from The Real Housewives of DC. Hi. Mm-hmm. It is, David. Yes. Hi, David. It's so good to be with you. I feel like, I, you know what I really wish would happen is if you were over here at the farm in Southern Maryland and you were cozy by the fire and we could talk about all we're going to talk about cozy style. Well. <laughs> Not COVID style. <laughs> well, Mary, I mean, I can do my job from anywhere and I've seen the farm. It's huge. So don't tempt me because I'll just come down there and do the next like six months worth of shows down there. <laughs> Sounds fun. We'd have fun. That's for sure. David. <laughs> what is going on down there on the farm? Like what have you been up to since we last spoke to you? So the last time we spoke, um, we were, was it before they ran our marathon or was it afterwards? I like, can't remember. I think all of the above. Right around the time. Yeah. 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 I don't yes. think we spoke since so, the marathon. No, we haven't. Um, and you know, what's really interesting is that I discovered, and it was a really nice surprise that I discovered so many fans of the Real Housewives franchise had no idea that there was even a show that happened in DC. Like there were so many people that were shocked that they didn't even know that there was a show that happened in DC. What's wrong here with this picture? You know? Well, the first thing I could say that's wrong is that maybe you and I are old as fuck. (laughs) Right? I mean, well, yeah, I'm, I'm laughing really hard at that. Yes. Yes. 
I mean, at least I'm old. So, I mean, wow, I'm shocked. Like, was it just like a younger generation? Is that what it is? Or was it just... Well, I think it was, yeah, maybe it was a combination of people that um, just hadn't done a lot of research on the history of the franchise and didn't even know that there was a show that happened in D.C. That that really was was, um, was surprising to me to realize that and understand that... um, that might be the reason that we're, you know, I, I mean, I don't really know the reason because I feel like um, Bravo kind of dropped us in a way that wasn't really fair or um, respectful. And I've, I've, I'm not upset about it. I'm disappointed. And that was a lot of the questions that I got after the, the marathon happened and all this attention on us again. And um, many, 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 many fans coming back and saying, it was wrong that they canceled you. We want you back. I mean, to this day, people are still, and, and you know, there's this buzz that just happened with Andy, where he and Megan McCain were going back and forth about the Real Housewives of DC and how she wants a reboot. And um, I was really pleased to see that Andy said some kind words about us, that he loves us, because I know he does. Um, And I know that the the decision to not have us back was complicated and um, probably based around legal issues, but uh, regarding the White House crash and all of that. But um, it was really, you know, to go back to that, to that feeling I had in May where all of a sudden there were people coming out of the word work saying, we didn't even know the show existed. Um, and big diehard fans, like really diehard fans that really enjoyed our show and really enjoyed the sort of the difference that we brought to the franchise. Um, you know, it'll be interesting if, if they a consider a reboot and B who would do it at this point in DC um, and if it's appropriate, given, you know, what's going on in the world right now. I mean, a lot of, there's a lot of division. So yes, yes, yes. And I yes. Don't know. I mean, I saw that thing with, Andy. I think it would make for phenomenal TV. I think it would make for phenomenal TV. I really do. Well, I think so too. And not only that, but I mean, I hate to say this. I never really speak out here. I mean, it certainly can't be worse or lesser than the last season of The Real Housewives of Orange County, which we just suffered through. Sorry, Emily and all. It just, I mean, it, I don't know. It wasn't, there was nothing (laughs) to it. There was nothing to it. So I think that's how it came about. Like a fan or someone online said that. And then, you know, about rebooting the RHOC and Andy's like, or, you know, we need to do something different. And he's like a reboot. And then that's when Megan was like, well, I live down here. And how about Mm -hmm. a reboot of DC? And Andy was like, interesting. So Megan McCain's a fan. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's a friend of mine too. She was fangirling me when I met her years ago. <laughs> I mean, how did it, so why, I mean, cause we all know it was canceled. That's obvious. It, it's, it's interesting to hear that this whole new group of people 
is shocked that it even exists. I'm shocked to hear that. But like, why? I mean, we talked about it on the past two times you were here. People can go and listen. Like, I don't want to go into too many details. But like, do you really think it was canceled legal because of legal reasons because of the whole White House crash and what? Like, once the FBI looks into Bravo, they can't do another show because they cleared all that. No. No, they cleared it. They cleared it. But I think it was um, a financial decision. I think it was a budget decision. And I think there was so much money spent. And this is just my speculation, of course, but because uh, no one could say anything, no one could talk about it. Um, I really believe that so much money was spent defending the, 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 the DC show on their end, on Bravo's end, that they just decided. And also it was during the Comcast merger where Comcast was buying NBC Universal. And I think there was, um, there was a lot of politics going on internally with, with that deal. And so I think it was just uh, a cut your losses decision, basically. And, um, and I think that there was some um, sort of, I mean, we had the highest ratings of any freshman show in the franchise to this day, actually. So it wasn't our ratings that that killed us. It was it was an internal decision that was based on what I believe to be political and not about us or whether the show was flat or boring or, you know, needed to be recast or whatever, you know, whatever everyone has speculated about it. Um, because Andy loved us and he really loved our show. He's let us know. And I, and I believe him. So, so. you, so you got a lot at that time of like, Oh, your show's flat. Your show's boring. You've got a lot of that directly on social. I mean, I've heard it before. Yes. You're we, shaking your head. We yes. got, we got some big criticism about, yeah, we, we, we received, yeah, we received a lot of um, judgment about, because just about the, the temperature of the show and some of the issues we were talking about. And you know, it's really interesting. And this will, when we'll, when we'll start to talk about some other things, um, I'm seeing some common themes going on in the current shows that are running. But back to what I was going to say is I, I really think that, um, that, our show was was brought about to be a little different and not be as filled with all kinds of drama between women where they're yelling at each other and being nasty to one another and calling each other out and you know just that kind of behavior i think it was i think it was an attempt to to try something else that was a little um, more sophisticated and educated and um, storylines based on politics and what what's going on in the in the the political cl climate of DC really now let's just hypothetically say that Andy was you know sincere in his tweet and yeah maybe we'll do a reboot how the hell I mean people can't even talk for three sentences without wanting to kill each other. How can we have a, the Real Housewives of DC? I mean, we could, but I don't, how could it involve politics? Whatever side you fall on. This is not a political show. I have never made a political statement on this show one way or another. 
yes, certain guests mm-hmm. have, and I, we don't edit guests. We cut it down as much as we can and we change the damn subject. But regardless of that, like how could this exist with all these people who hate each other? I mean, people are just ready to kill each other. Yeah. And, and I don't know if that's, that makes for really good reality television or really scary, you know, reality television that shouldn't exist actually. Um, but I, I don't know. We, we need to, and I'll just say this about politics. We need to have a kinder, gentler approach to um, each other, regardless of what we believe is going on and what has happened. We really do. And in, in, in fact, I'll just say um, that, that I'm, I'm hopeful and hopeful that things are just going to level off soon. And I'm, I'm prayerful, I'll say that, that things will level off and that people will not be as polarized and that we can get back to business and, you know, things are going to clear up as far as the economy and, you know, COVID and all of this. I, you know, history tends to repeat itself. So I think we're just in a cycle right now and everyone just needs to be kind. I agree with all of that. I think everyone should be kind. I think, I don't know how we've gotten here where there's so much hate in the world. I'm not. Yeah, I know. Sorry. (laughs) No, 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 no. Yeah, I know. I mean, like not you, just the world. Like we all are just like, I, I mean, know. Instagram, I social media, like, can't we just all like, who cares? Just we're all alive. Isn't that something? I mean, let's just be happy today. I know. As happy There's as- enough suffering. Exactly. So let's, let's have some fun, David. What's going on? <laughs> okay. Well, listen, well, I- you're having fun. Well, I, first of all, hope that the Real Housewives of DC is rebooted. Second of all, I am just shocked that there's all these people that didn't even know it existed. So, well, before we move on, how was that? Like, you know, you got canceled and it is what it is. But then like, you know, in May, you had like your, I assume like a crazy, I would even say maybe seven days, six days. Listen, when I have someone on and there's press, it goes worldwide it's like, I'm a, I don't even know what day it is for a week. It's like, I just had a story with someone about Leonardo DiCaprio. It was all over in every paper. It's like, you don't know what day it is. You're getting Instagrams and this and people are calling. So like when this reunion happened in May, were you like, got a taste of that again? And like, huh, maybe I want more. Wait, I have another question. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? For me, listen, I love being the host of the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, but bringing you guys five shows a week, tracking down the top Bravo celebrities to bring you new creative content every day, that causes me stress. It causes me anxiety. I'm not even going to get into the lack of sleep or lack of a relationship. So- I needed somewhere to turn. And for me, I turned to BetterHelp. I love BetterHelp because it's professional counseling right from the comfort of your own home. What they do is they match you with a licensed therapist who is a professional that fits your needs and the things that you want to talk about. So you may not have the same issues as I do. They also deal with LGBTQIA issues anger, grief, trauma. If you are having relationship issues, if you're in a relationship, good for you. I'm not. They really deal with 
everything and everything you share is confidential. So I cannot stress how much because of this job that I love so much, it has caused me some issues and better help really is a lifesaver. Right now, if you guys also want to start living a happier life, as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash velvetrope. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash velvetrope. Betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash velvet rope. And as a listener, you guys get 10% off your first month. Try it. I promise you, you are going to feel so much better once you talk to one of their licensed professional counselors. And listen, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. DM me. Let me know how it goes. This has been a lifesaver for me. Yes, absolutely. I, I uh, made sure my hair color was spot on and that, um, that I lost a few pounds because I knew that it was going to be a little bit of a, a, a blip of attention that um, was very welcomed. And, you know, Linda and I are very close friends and um, the two of us were just giddy about it because it's just fun. You know, it's just a fun and it also was so much fun to go back and and see ourselves 10 years later or 10 years prior and see where we were in our lives and, and just kind of evaluate the growth that we've experienced personally since then and the changes that have occurred since then. And also, um, you know, just kind of get that, that, that feeling of, oh my gosh, eyes are on us again. And people want to talk to us and hear about what our experience was. And it really was, it was really a refreshing, fun time for, for, I think both Kat or Kat and Linda and myself, because Stacy's not in, she really doesn't want to be involved anymore. Um, and Mikkel, she's on, you know, she's on planet zoo with her love of her life, which is great. But uh, the three of us had a ball. We really did. And we, we, you know, Bravo had us film promotional uh, commercials leading up to it. And it ended up, they, they ended up airing those things that we filmed for them at home, uh, on their Instagram live. So they, or their Instagram story. I mean, that was so much fun. I mean, listen, whether people know about it or not, like you are part of the legacy of the housewives franchise. That is, that is what it is. Period. The end. One, well, two, two quick other questions before we move on. Yeah. What about, you know, it's so strange to me that there is so much, well, it's not strange, but like, okay, we're now in this, we have talked about Garcelle as the first black housewife ever in an integrated cast, which was, is Beverly Hills. Now we have Crystal Minkoff. We have Tiffany Moon on Dallas. Why does no one hold on? Weren't we? We were we were ahead of Beverly Hills. That's what I'm saying. Stacy. That's yeah. my point. Why does no right, one? Right. Why doesn't anyone? <laughs> why doesn't anyone want to talk about that? I mean, you had Stacy. You had an integrated cast. Yeah, we we have many things. Actually, more than one hand of like really unusual epic things that happened on our show that make us, I think, 
out of the category. Like we have our own category of of housewives in this franchise. <laughs> really? Kind of. I, I mean, don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. And I don't know if it's because I don't know if it's because um, Bravo just wanted to shut the whole thing down. I don't know. And that's what that that's what makes me really think in my logic that it was something serious behind the scenes legally that was going on that that needed us to just go under. I don't know. It but doesn't yet, make any sense to me. But yet, like, you're not bitter towards we're Bravo. Fun. We were great. We brought great ratings. We, you know, well, I mean, I'm not bitter because it doesn't serve my serve me to be bitter about it. But um, it's disappointing. That's all. It's just a it's it was a letdown about the way we were handled. That's all. And I've made that pretty public. I've spoken out about it. And Andy knows how I feel. And he's, you know, he's in, he's in between. So, you know, who knows how much power he truly has there, but um, I think he has a lot of the power. Uh, And I, and, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's, if it's, um, if it's like a financial thing, like we're not going to bring him any value any longer. I mean, for me, it's just a, a matter of respect and understanding that we gave a lot of ourselves for that. And, um, you know, we're just, we're just kind of dropped in the process unfairly to the rest of us and not any explanation without explanation. So yeah, there's a beef there. I'm not, I'm not bitter. It's just, I'm disappointed in how we were treated. That makes sense. What about how were you, did you just not get a contract? Like, or did someone actually call to say the show is not coming back? Or you just never heard from them? No, we heard from our local producers um, that, well, actually we ended the whole season and then aired with no idea until months and months and months later, I think we heard in April um, that we weren't, we weren't going to be renewed. And, you know, we left, we left there with it in question. They let us know that it was in question, but also when we, when we were shooting the first season, it was also in question. Like it's, it's something that Bravo funds and it's, you know, it depends on how things pan out and if they think it's worthy to green light it, you know, that's a term. Yeah. And so we went, we, we actually worked our whole season, not really knowing if we were going to air or not. And we didn't find out until probably a month prior to August when we did air. So they keep things really quiet and I understand why, but, um, you know, it was, it was a big, it was a blow. I will say it was a blow. I could see that. And then one final question before we move on. I mean, I know it doesn't serve your purpose to be bitter towards Bravo, but you are no longer, I'm thinking maybe you were at one point, but like you are not bitter at all. Or are you towards Mikhail, Mikhail living her life with Mr. Journey, Neil Sean? I, I released that years and years and years ago, released it even towards Tark because I've had interaction with Tark since, since all that. Um, because we have mutual friends, we have mutual, very good family friends, and we've run into each other at some, some social functions. And, um, he did let me know though, once, uh, that he didn't realize that I was friends with these good friends of ours 
that we had in common and that um and he made a, a passing joking comment to me as he sipped his you know wine or tequila or i don't know what he was drinking um he said you know if i had known you were friends with these people things might have gone a di- little differently and i was like cheers tark Yep, showing your character again. <laughs> it's like you never left, but I think that's good. You know, leave the bitterness. Yeah. Like, what's yeah. the point of that? Yeah, I, I, I can't. It serves me nothing. And I also, I'm very happy. It looks like Mikkel has um, a lot of happiness in her life, a lot of joy. Yeah, and love. That's that's you know that's that's what we want as human beings for each other to experience love. And I, I really, I've released that a long time ago. So. That's good. When the reunion came on, did you hear from anyone? Like, are you, you know, like Megan McCain, okay, she's a fan. Like, was it any, like, fanfare from anyone we know? I mean, I know the Bravo fans stalked you, but, like, anyone else? Um, anyone famous, you think? You're, you're asking if there was anyone yeah. famous that... Or, like, well, any my housewives. Fellow, a, few of my, a few of my fellow housewives acknowledged it and said I looked great. And I became friends with um, Anna from Miami because she did, she, right, right when that was happening this past May, she was doing that dress auction to benefit first responders for COVID. And so yes. Linda, Linda and I donated our, um, our dresses that we wore in the promo shoot. So my white dress I gave to, to Anna to auction off. And Linda also gave her purple dress that she had on. I think Linda gave a couple of dresses, actually. I think so. I think so. I helped with her dress auction for a hot minute. We love her. What about, well, so now, is there anything else you want to say about RHODC before we switch topics? Feel free. The floor is yours. Well, well, I will say that... um, I have no regrets that I that I took the plunge and I did that. I had a ball. I learned so much about myself. Um, it was so much to have my family and my life, parts of it. Um, and a lot of it, of course, was edited, but um, parts of it are, are, are now in posterity. They're documented forever. And, um, and I'm really proud of my family. So for that, I'm... I have no regrets that I did it. And I really do wish that it had gone on just maybe a few more seasons. I, I would have had some fun. Um, because what I did in, in watching myself on the first season is I learned a lot about what I need to do to be a better friend, to be a better mother, to be a better wife, to be a better everything. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of therapeutic to watch yourself in your day-to-day life captured in moments, important moments that, um, that show yourself. And, and it's a very different perspective than just looking at yourself in the mirror, because what you see in the mirror is not what you see when you're captured on camera. It's, it's a very strange reality. Um, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see if DC comes back. And if, if Bravo would actually um, take the risk, because it would be a huge risk again, I think, um, or not, you know, maybe not. 
it seems like they're doing other risky things like going to Salt Lake City and, you know, sort of these other random places that are interesting. Like when's Chicago happening? <laughs> well, I'm not so sure about that. Do you watch Salt Lake City? You don't have to. I'm just curious. No, no. I haven't watched any of it. I, what's interesting, David, is that um, whenever there's a new franchise that comes on, there are some analogies that are made with some of the cast on certain totally. Certain certain seasons of certain shows. Um, The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. This summer, the world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from IndiCloud. Is IndiCloud the greatest company to come out of America? Maybe. But what we do know for sure is that IndiCloud is the best way to get dispensary-grade cannabis delivered directly to your door, 100% legally. Yes, they ship legally to all states. No medical card needed. Whether it's vapes as big as your head, flowers you won't find in your mom's garden, or of course, popsicles that get you high as What are you waiting for? Go to indicloudco slash bring24 and get discreet delivery on top-shelf THC products. Head over to indicloud.co slash spring24. That's co, not com, to snag 30% off your first order. Yeah, so I guess there's there's some girl on Salt Lake City that reminds people of me a little bit. I don't know who it is, but do you? can you name someone? Well, I mean, there's Whitney, who has, <laughs> she has a stripper pole and is married to an older man. She's that's not her. That's not Mormon. Me. There's there's <laughs> there's a woman named Heather Gay who married one of the wives says for money and she now left the church. She married Mormon royalty and she's starting over. Mm. She just had a moment with this lovely gentleman on camera. She's trying to find herself. I mean, I'm trying to think. Then there's Lisa Barlow who's running Vita Tequila, uh, Tequila Empire. There's is there a woman named Mary? Yes, the show? there is. Okay. What's she like? <laughs> I haven't watched it. Well, like, before I tell you what she's like, let's have a moment. Are people comparing you to Mary? Just be honest. I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't remember who it is. It's someone on there. Somewhat, there's some similarities of someone. I don't know. Huh. Well, Mary, she runs the church. Now she inherited the church because her grandmother died. Now, instead of giving the church to the daughter, they skipped the daughter and Mary, the granddaughter, got the church. Now, she also got the grandfather in the sense that she's married to her grandfather. This is what it is. Like, 
wow. married. So she's married to her grandfather and she, I've had two of the Salt Lake girls on here and I've had to ask both of them, is Mary certifiably crazy? No shade. It was a real question. So well, I don't think it's Mary. Maybe it's just that it's the same name. I don't know. I am the Mary of the Real Housewives franchise and there's now a new one. <laughs> But let me tell you something about Mary from Salt Lake. Her closet, she's got amazing, amazing couture pieces. So her fashion is on point. Okay, well, maybe that's it. I'll take it. (laughs) Unless you're involved in the church and you've married your grandpa. And like, she's really, no shade to her, but she's, I've had some, listen, sometimes there's housewives that you're like, I don't know if this is, I'm like almost uncomfortable to watch you. I've had moments with that with Mary. Like, Outside really? of the show, just like, what's going on here? This is a little uncomfortable. Okay. I'm sure she's a lovely yeah. person. So maybe that's who you're being compared to. I don't know. <laughs> then, yeah, I, I really, I would tell you if I, I can't see any of it. Um, what was I going to ask you? I was going to ask you something before we change topics about DC, Salt Lake. It'll come back to me. Something about, I mean, yeah, I, I get it. Well, you had the ratings to your point like salt the ratings were you know salt lake and dallas are not chugging along so well in the ratings and i'm not spilling any tea it's public knowledge no shade i mean salt lake has like 775,000 ish depending upon the week really yeah but wait it's higher rated than dallas at least is it dallas has like Six, five hundred thousand, five hundred and seven. It changes every week, but it's around there. I'm not shading Dallas. I have no agenda. Oh gosh. I'm just revealing numbers. Well, here's a question before. Yeah, eek. (laughs) Here's a question before we get into Dallas. Do you, because like, listen, you have a different perspective. I have a different perspective on fame, on people that are on TV because of Mm -hmm. what I do. I just that's I've changed over the past year and a half. Having gone on TV, had a show, you went to upfronts, you were at parties on red carpets, you know, the darlings of the new season. And now it's gone. Do you have like when you, it's almost like when you come out the other side, you have a, a better perspective. Like when you see like a new housewife who thinks that she's, you know, Madonna and JLo because you've had three episodes air. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you see it. Like, do you just sit back and just say like, you know, save your money. Don't, don't get too ahead of yourself. Yes, for sure. Don't let this go to your head is, is my advice. And, um, I do know Jen, the friend on Dallas, and before she agreed to um, participate, she and I had some conversations, some serious conversations. And I said to her, all I can say is you need to figure out if this is right for you, right for your family. Um, and also, if you do end up doing it, you need to, it's my, it's my recommendation that you be yourself and that you don't lose yourself in this experience because it's so easy to get so caught up in all the attention and all the things that are coming at you. And, you know, when I first um, was 
embarking on this and I was meeting with lawyers and agents and all of this stuff that surrounds you when you do this. Um, I had some really good people around me helping me figure out what was good for me. And a lot of it was not, I mean, I had to bat away a lot of stuff and, and um, I'm very grateful that I had that, that support around me at that time, because um, someone told me something that will always resonate. He, he said, you are jumping into a shark tank and you are bait. So be careful. And also don't get too caught up in yourself in this because you're just another human being. This doesn't make you, this is just a fun little thing that you're able to experience. And if you can stay humble through this, then you're going to be fine on the other end. Because this is going to be, this is like a matchstick that burns out. There's going to be a period where you're irrelevant and you're going to have to be okay with that. And so I was, I was given some schooling right away, right when this started. And it, kept, it definitely kept my feet on the ground and, and helped me keep myself in perspective regarding all of that fluff and fun because it's fun and it's, it's intoxicating too. It really is. So what did you tell Jen Davis based on all that? Well, we prayed together. (laughs) No kidding. Cause we're both Christians. And I just said, you know, Jen, this is, this is a risky, risky decision. And, um, you know, you're being brought in as you're, you're being brought in midstream of something that already exists, which I think is much harder to do than what we did. We're setting something up. She's jumping in already flowing. And there's all kinds of changes that are happening that she doesn't really know about. And, um, and obviously they were trying to mix it up. Their producers were trying to mix it up and boost some ratings and, and get some new blood and energy in there. And, um, you know, the fact that they had Leanne leaving, um, who really was like the, 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 the villain, she really like was cast as the villain of that show and brought a lot of the drama. Um, she was out. So they needed some, some spark and that scared me a bit for her, but you know, who knows? And, and I'm, I'm actually quite relieved that they just cast her as a friend right now because she really is an amazing person and very genuine and heart driven and lovely, beautiful. She's a beautiful person. And so it, it, I, I have anxiety about it just because I know the machine that she's, she's signed on to. And I worry about it because I feel like there is this undercurrent when there is someone that's good. And I'll even put myself in that category where they want to mix you up and toss you around a bit and showcase that you're not that perfect and you're not that, you know, that you have flaws and that you do have skeletons or whatever, you know, whatever. We're going to just rip you apart because you look so perfect. And that, that worries me a bit for her, but also she's strong and she knows what she's gotten into and, and, you know, we'll see, we'll see how, how it all pans out. But Yeah, Mm -hmm. I do. I do have cautionary tales to people because in the past, not just, not just, I mean, I've had random people approach me for advice 
about jumping into a reality series and what I have to say about it. Anyone that we know? Um, no, because actually uh, several of the people that approached me ended up not doing it. It didn't go anywhere. And it was a big deal. I mean, it was a big deal, but they, they ended up, you know, weighing the, the, the pros and cons and, and going against it. Have you talked so. to Jen Davis like since, like now that it's aired, you know, a bunch of episodes, have you, has she checked in? No, I purposefully am letting it. I'm, I'm not going to check in. I'm, I checked in with her to let her know I'm, I'm here cheering her on and praying for her and that it's all going to pan out. Okay. But I don't want to know, like I have purposefully not had conversations with her since they were filming because I just didn't want to hear, I want to, I, I just wanted to let her have her experience and not coach her through anything or, you know, give her, and she didn't really ask. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that she'll be okay. Do you hold she's your, beautiful. she is beautiful. Do you hold your breath every time she's on like a scene of like, mm-hmm. Oh God, please, please don't come for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was a little shocked at her opening scene there. Um, at the at the table uh, at the luncheon, where she talks about her hoochie coochie, and it has some issues, and they go, she and Brandy go in the closet as to a couple of redheads. <laughs> yes, that is. It was, oh, oh, and by the way, David, I have to say, because yes. I haven't watched the entire, I haven't watched it in its entirety for this season. I, That's I did fine. watch it last night. No, I watched it last night. Um, and then I got caught up a little bit today before our call because I knew I was going to talk about this a little bit. Um, the so first season, do you remember how they all they were talking about was poop? Yeah, remember that? Oh yeah, like it was a whole it was a whole topic. It was almost like a, a six cast member or whatever. Yeah. Um, now they're talking about vaginas. I don't know if you noticed that. There's, the word is being thrown around a little too much for my comfort level. I need to pay attention. I mean, I I didn't notice that, honestly. I mean, I noticed, okay. you know, I know the scene where they went into the closet and I know last night or not last night, the other week we're like at the winery and the panties, but I didn't notice that particular word was being thrown around. So I have to- uh, uh, No, it's like, it's, like, it's like the other running theme, underlying theme. And, and the word is being said a little bit too much. How do you- In my opinion. How do you know Jen Davis? Like, where do you guys know each other from? We just have mutual friends in Dallas because, you know, I lived in Dallas for two and a half years and I still go back and forth, but my home base is, is back in DC for now for work reasons. Well, that's good that you gave her some advice. Yeah. I I always, I keep forgetting that you have your Dallas connection and that you live there. I keep forgetting. Yeah. Yes. For two and a half years, right there on the trail. The fact that you're praying with Jen Davis before she goes on the show, maybe that is the Mary. Maybe that is the Mary from Salt Lake. I, this might be the person. <laughs> well, I am quite spiritually driven, but I don't have any relationship with my grandfather and, and owning a church and being married to my grandfather, whatever you just said. Huh. <laughs> Nothing right. weird like that. You would have to marry your grandfather. Um, I'm just interested and in, in surprised that that Andy greenlit a show in Salt Lake City. I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't watched it, so I don't. I don't know. I mean, Maybe I. It's good. I mean, I 
uh, so I know two of them in real life. So I try, listen, I do my show. I try not to get biased. Everyone is here, whether you're my friend or not. I love it. I have my own, I think it doesn't do great in the ratings. These are just my theories. I think A, I do think there is like, I don't know. I think that if you don't, if you're not a diehard and you just hear the word Salt Lake, you just don't start the show. I think there's a whole group of people, you know, like the diehard people will watch it. But I think if you're like a, a, if you like treat Bravo like an appetizer and you don't watch everything, you dip in and out. I just think you're like, I'm not watching a show in Salt Lake. But it is actually, I think it's really well done so far. But so I think so. So you gave Jen that advice. I mean, listen, I think your advice is good. Like she's not having any drama yet, but I do think that, well, you know, you mentioned that she was, and I'll ask her this because we're going to chat, but like you mentioned that she's just a friend of, but I think there's, you know, there's that whole chatter online that she was supposed to be a full-time cast member and then it was her divorce that like Sutton Strat that led her to a full, that, to be a friend of. I think that's why she is. Well, that was one of the things that I counseled her about is that I knew that she was having struggles. And I also um, worried about that becoming a big, huge topic storyline in that I didn't think that she would want that. And that was my concern was that, you know, when you're, you know, they look for, they look for things to weave and they look for your personal drama and they look for your struggles and they want to, they want to embellish that. And that's, you know, that's something that isn't fun. And I don't know if you want to have that a part of it. And, um, and when we were talking about it back then, she wasn't quite sure what, what the course of action was going to be. They were trying to work things out. So, um, you know, that was my warning to her was that I, I really worried about the impact that could have on her family and her, and her marriage. I mean, she has very well-respected parents in the community. And, um, uh, you know, I just, I worried about the impact it could have on her just emotionally too, because that's, that's something that Bravo can run with and really, and the fans can be so cruel and, you know, it can, it can get really ugly and, and uh, painful. So it was more out of a, a protective mode as a friend to counsel her to really consider this being that it was in this kind of tumultuous, uncertain time of her, of her life with her husband. So. Yeah. And it, yeah, you have to be willing to put it all out there and it will all come out. And if you, I mean, it has to be at the expense of everything else. Like when the train starts, there's no putting the brakes on that train. None. No. And people dig for stuff. Yeah. And I said, if you have skeletons, it's, it's in your best interest. If you end up doing this, if you have skeletons, it's in your best interest to lay it out and just own it and say, I've, I've been, I've been through this. This has actually shaped me and made me a stronger person, a better person, whatever it is, but it's going to come out, whatever it is. And, um, you know, as far as like your family though, is concerned, I think it's, it's risky business if it's, you know, if it's getting 
if it's getting ugly, especially, and, um, yeah, you know, you want to, you want to, you want to preserve certain things in this process of sharing yourself and being vulnerable like that. I agree. And I say all the time on this show, I would do the same thing. I'm not kidding you. If I was signed to be a main cast member on any reality show, I've said this before, I would hire a private investigator to investigate me and come to me and let's sit down. I have nothing to hide, but who knows? And you tell me every little dirty, dark thing that has ever existed on me from the day I was born Mm -hmm. until today. And then I am hiring somebody and we are making a statement before the train even leaves this station, yeah. once the contracts yeah. are signed. Well, David, I don't know. I might, I might have shared this with you in our past visits, but um, you know, when when I was filming the show, my marriage was nowhere near okay, and I hid that completely, and um, and and I freaked out at the end of our filming schedule because all of a sudden I had this fear because you know when I when I decided to do this I was like there's no way I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna be fake I'm not gonna be an actress I'm just gonna be myself and if Bravo wants me and thinks that's entertaining then awesome I'm just gonna be myself because there is a lot of entertainment in my life right now and it's fun mostly but when it come when it came to my marriage and my and and my issues and problems and long, long standing problems that were unresolved. Um, I hid that. And I felt all of a sudden this pang of fear at the end of our, of our filming schedule where it was, it was enough fear for me to approach our producers and have a conversation about the truth and let them know that things were not good at home and that I actually had been separated, but we were living together. And, um, and that I was using this as an opportunity to build myself and build a platform and promote my charity work and all of that and just have some fun in, in television. And so they, they lined up conversations before we finished and wrapped with a couple of my friends, one of them, Erica, and Paul had me sit down with them and share what was going on. Justin, and they didn't, they didn't include it actually in the final cuts, but I just said, I have this fear that if we do go forward, there's going to be this unknown in the middle of, Oh, this would look like it was perfect. And now they're divorced. Like, where's the truth? Where's the authenticity there? And so I, I had this panic, panic attack, um, one night where I just was like, I have, to, I have to say something. And they ended up, you know, it, it ended up as it did that we didn't go forward and they didn't include it, but it was something that I was very concerned about. And, and because it was my, my desire to be as genuine as possible. And I wasn't being through that. Is that what has, so when you talk to the producers, what they said, let's talk to Paul and your other friend, Erica, just in case we decide to or this comes out in the public that you actually are now getting a divorce. We got to show this. Yes. 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 They found they, they, they wanted to have it documented and I wanted them to document it so that it wasn't this like loose string out here that was going to undermine my truth. And I just had this, I, I just had this come to Jesus with myself about it where I was like, I have not been honest. And And you know, what's funny, David, is that when I did sit them down, the producers, 
and had this honest conversation and I was crying and it was, it was very emotional. I said to them, um, you know, this is, this, this is the situation. And they, they, they both in the, in the course of the conversation, let me know that from their perspective, from what they were watching, it wasn't something that was, that was hidden. We could see that there wasn't, there wasn't a great connection between you two and that, you know, we didn't see any like real drama or issues behind the scenes or when we were in your house, but we could see that you two were not on the same page. And so it's, it was more of a, a way to make me feel at ease about what had been done already or what I had shown already it was more like, don't worry about it because you actually don't look like you guys are having much fun together. And we mm. weren't, I mean, he really didn't, he didn't really want to participate. And it, it was more of like, this is your thing and you're, you're selling yourself out. And you know, it got, there was some negativity in it, but also I, I at one point I pulled him aside and said, Rich, you know what? You have an opportunity here. My, my, my friend, you want to write a book? you have an opportunity so yeah. you can get on board or you can get off this train, you know, and he ended up cooperating and, and, you know, you saw what happened. He ended up becoming like the wise guy in the group. <laughs> yes. But that must've been empowering in a sense of like, you know, listen, this is another debate you can go on forever. Like is housewives misogynistic and does it pit women against each other or does it really lift women up and, you know, I think lots of marriages end because of housewives, not in a bad way. It's like, you, it wasn't great to start and you see it on camera and you're like, well, now it's my fourth year and my salary is three eighty five, And now I could leave, you know, it's like, so that yeah. must've been empowering that like you were, you know, I know it was your first year. So I understand what the figure probably was that you were earning, but it was something right. Like it must've been like, okay, I'm doing something that could lead to something. Yeah, it was more of the opportunity. Definitely not the money, for sure not the money. But it was the it was the opportunity and the platform, and and really my intention was to promote my charity. And they ended up cutting the whole charity storyline out because of the White House crash. So that was disappointing and a real bummer. And I didn't know that until the night before our finale aired. So I was expecting my splashy, beautiful charity event that I did with Lila Rose and Ted Gibson to raise money for children's hospital be our finale. No. But it was the other. <laughs> it was the other. But yes, I understand yeah. like the first year was I mean I think it's like sixty thousand dollars now, but I don't even think it was that then. No, we got um we were offered fifteen and I negotiated my contract up to 20 because I met with my lawyer and my lawyer's like, why don't you charge them for extra electricity in your house? And I was like, yeah, all right. And they, they gave me, they gave me $20,000 for five months worth of work. I'm and no hair and makeup only for, only for our confessionals was their hair and makeup. And it was not consistent as you can see. <laughs> Well, yes, 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 and yes. Um, first of all, I'm shocked that you got $5,000 more. I'm not sure that's so easy all the time. 
And second of all, I do think that's a misperception. People think, I think that you get hair and makeup for every scene and, and clothes. And it's like, clothes, it, co- it no. costs you money. It costs you money. Yes. We had to lives. like up our game. We had, yeah, we had to, we had to, we definitely had to spend money to, to make ourselves look good for sure. Who else from Dallas? So Jen, yes, I know you know Jen. We're going to be chatting with her. You know, who are the other two? You know Deandra and Leanne as well? Or am I just making that up? Yeah, I've, I've, I don't know Deandra well, but I've been at her house to a um, couple of social functions and we've met. And this is way before she was cast in the show. Um, uh, Leanne, I've known for 11 years. And... Um, I, I watched her through that evolution and again, prayed for her (laughs) and saw, you know, but you know, what I, what I wanted to say, David, about Leanne is that um, people don't really, I don't know if people know or don't remember, but Leanne is a trained actress. She is, she's been acting for 30 years in front of the camera. She's done a bunch of commercials. She's done a movie with Sandra Bullock. She's, she's an actress. So I think when Dallas, you know, was casting their show, they were like, absolutely. That is money TV right there because she knows when she's, she's, she knows when to bring it on and she knows when to turn it off. And so, um, unfortunately I think that she really got some, I think she had a combination of some things. I think she had some, some um, definitely some bad behavior, but also I think editing got her a bit. And, you know, I think she was just cast as the villain. And um, it, it really, it's, it's taken a toll on her for sure. Did Leanne, personally. when she got it, since you've known her for 11 years, did she ask you for advice also? She did. Yeah, but she, I mean, she's, she's, She's the trained actress. She's the one with all the TV experience. Um, and she had been on several reality shows prior. So she didn't need a whole lot from me. I, actually, I, looked, I was kind of like the naive one in that equation. But as far as working with Bravo, um, you know, I, I helped her with some questions about how to navigate that. And, you know, just advice about you- Bravo in general. Like why? <laughs> oh, David. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I have to hold things. I have to hold a couple of things um, to my to myself because I'm writing a book. Really? Okay, we're gonna get I into am. that. Okay, we got to talk about that in a second too. Um, I never usually, you know, listen, I don't give my opinion most of the time on this show. I do have a thing, a soft spot for Leanne. I mean, I I know her and I, I, uh, listen, I, I always say this. I don't get emotionally invested in the shows. I just don't like it's, it's, I, I have this job. I base it on how you treat me as a human being before you come on my show, during my show, and what afterwards. Like, we don't have to keep in touch. You don't have to kiss my ass. But Leanne is, you know, I have had nothing but wonderful, wonderful human, like, life experiences with her as a real person, Mm -hmm. not show business crap. So I I like Leanne. You know, if anyone out there listening doesn't, that's fine, you know. 
Yeah, I, I know. And there's, there's reasons based on editing and some of her behaviors that, that make people have some harsh judgments against, against her. But um, she really genuinely is a beautiful person, honestly. And she's been through a lot in her life. And um, we all have, you know, but varying degrees of trauma. We all have trauma. And um, the thing that I love about Leanne is that she owns a lot of her, her mistakes. She's not shy to say, I'm sorry. She's not, she's not above it to apologize and ask forgiveness. Um, she also, I don't know if you know this, but for years, her platform has been, um, she's had a blog where she's, a, she's like a motivational speaker and an encourager and like writes quotes to encourage people. So that has been her platform for years that I've known her. And so for, for Bravo to go and completely rip that to shreds and, and not say that she's not still that she is that, that is, that's the truly in that I know and love. Um, it, it's sad to me that there's this, this enormous amount of the general public that thinks that she's just this nasty person that was portrayed. Did she lose jobs as like a motivational speaker because of this? I don't think so. I don't know that for sure. Um, I think she kind of went quiet on that, that end of her life. I th and I think that's what she's doing right now is she's just, she's just going kind of quiet and staying very positive and, um, and it's still, you know, she still does her Instagram posts and, and all of that. But I think that she's taking a break from, from all of that negativity and she needed to, cause it's terrible. I mean, it's so debilitating. People are so mean sometimes. Yeah. And then they're so fabulous too. Like there's people that will make your day when you're having a really shitty day, but right. there's also the haters that are sitting behind their computers, just miserable themselves. And COVID has made that extremely worse. A hundred times just worse. Struggling. And it's a hundred times but, worse. I mean, no, I get, I mean, I, I love Leanne. I love Leanne. Did she like, well, did you watch Dallas when she was on? Like, did you cringe? Like, you know, not cringe, but did you hold your breath every time she was on to like you do with Jen Davis? Like, please don't do anything <laughs> or don't come after well, my Leanne. <laughs> well, typically I have not been uh, one just since I was on Bravo. I really don't watch the shows much. That makes sense. Um, I don't. Uh, I watch other things, but um no, I, I, I caught a few episodes of Leanne and um, it was more, it was more just to catch what she had on and how her hair looked and, you know, her different looks and all of that. Yeah. It was less to, to, to watch the storylines because I know, and I also know Tiffany Hendra um, who was in the first season and, and she, you know, she had, she, she bowed out because she couldn't take the nastiness. And I don't think, and because genuinely Tiffany and Leanne are very, very best friends. Like that's a genuine thing. I think that Tiffany tapped the brakes and said, our, our friendship is not going to survive this basically if I stick around in this. And, and it just, I think it just that the, the experience was good for Tiffany, but also I think she, she valued her relationship with Leanne far greater 
and just said, Hey, I'm, I'm out, which I completely respect and understand. That's a good friend. Yes, for sure. Yeah. I was going to say, um, I mean, I have tried Tiffany many a time to come chat with us and I just, I don't think she wants to talk about any housewife stuff. Well, I think here's why David, this would probably be my, my guess is that she is a very positive person. She has a business where she coaches people um, who want to be on camera and that's what she's been doing. She's also an actress. So she and Leanne were actors, actors and models. That's how they met in LA years and years and years ago. Um, So I think genuinely she doesn't want to be put in the position where she has to talk about people in a way that people want to hear her gossip. And so I think she's just made a decision that she's just not going to, she's not going to do it. I mean, I mean, she's kind of smart. Like, I mean, we, we can talk about her motivational business, her acting business and putting people on camera for 90% of it. But yes, if she came on here, I would have to go there a little bit. But you tell her yeah. anytime she wants to come chat with me. Were you- I will. She's a lovely person. She's a great gal too. Like those, those girls are all beautiful people, really. Do you find it since you watched some of Dallas this season with Jen on it, is it weird for you to watch without Leanne? Like, do you feel her void? It's a totally different show. hundred percent different show. Now I will say that this, this firecracker Tiffany moon that's arrived. um, You know, I think that she brings some drama and she brings some personality that is, interesting and entertaining for sure uh but it's a different it's a difference i will say one of my observations that i made um about the different vibe i'm feeling with this mix-up of the cast is that i feel like deandra is um fired up a bit more than she was you know like she's screaming at girls across the table She's like, you know, I don't know what she was saying. She, I think it was, it was directed at Carrie. Yeah. Um, about something. Uh, it was the, um, it was in the winery. Yeah. She was yelling at her about something. I don't remember what, but, um, oh, that's the other thing, David. There's some things that are going on in the show. And listen, I really haven't watched Housewives at all, just randomly here and there, just to catch my friends and see how they look and how they're doing, just to get a glimpse. But I haven't followed really any of it with any consistency, except just now um, I'm diving in because I wanna I wanna see what's going on with Jen. There's there are things that are going on in this in this season in Dallas that are mirroring ours. Like there's the biometric lock on Tiffany's closet. Yeah. That was mine. I was was the first one that had that. Um, What else? Oh, they they had a scene, a dinner down in the the barrels of the winery that they went and visited for, uh, what was that event for? I don't even remember. Was for, it a birthday or Brandy's birthday? Yeah, for Brandy's Bra- birthday. Brandy's birthday. That's where the underwear all came out of the bags, right? Yeah. Um, what was the other one? I wrote it down. Oh, well, you- racism. 
racism was a theme in our show. It was. Cat was being cat. Cat was being portrayed as a racist, which was the last thing that I would have ever picked up on in Cat. Um, but I think that also in our show they were stretching for drama, you know. So I think they were kind of stirring that up. Before we talk about you quickly and then wrap up, I have a funny story. So Cat was on here, and then listen. I always say this, like. I don't say things. So if you say something on here and it goes all over, it's, I I didn't say it. So Kat was on here and she, I asked her about Watch What Happens Live and she said something about, she was on with Ramon, no, she was on with Sonia and Luann. She didn't have the most pleasant things to say about Miss Luangela Saps. And she didn't have such great things to say about Sonia either. Well, of course, this comment about Luann went all over. I'm not talking behind Kat's back. It's on a recording on Behind the Velvet Rope. And then Kat's kids, like right afterwards, were like, oh my God, like we love your show. I'm like, they're like, can we come on? And I'm like, yeah, because I am going to do things with like children of housewives. And then like, Mm -hmm. I think 24, this is just all in my head, but then like 24 hours later, they're like, I don't know if we should come on. And I think I have a feeling it's because like this press about Kat went all over. Just saying. I thought that was yeah. an interesting story. I mean, it's like, I, I get it. They didn't say that, but I just was like, yeah, I think this is because of this. And your mother's probably like, don't you dare go on his show. I don't know. I don't think Kat's upset with me or anything. I mean, I can't control the media, but they wanted to come on and they didn't. So listen, I, I mean, it is what it Wait, is. Wait, can I, is there anything that I could say that could get you back into People Magazine? Could we, <sighs> could we make something up? Can, no, I'm not going to make it up, but well, honey, we are, we are in people. That you we would want to know. We're just in us. Mag- um, we need to keep you in people magazine. <laughs> well, that would be a nice thing. Listen, you've been a great guest regardless. Well, I mean, whatever I just asked you that you didn't want to answer. I forgot what it, I, I forgot my question already. Whatever you just said, you want to keep to yourself about Bravo. I think, was it about Bravo? Believe it or not, yeah, stuff I, like that doesn't necessarily get picked. Doesn't go anywhere anyway. Like, no, cause I, I and, and I wouldn't, that is, that is, and it would be completely. And I don't really want to. Yeah, like you know. No, we don't want to be. We don't want to be um, biting the hand that feeds us. Really, honestly. I and I, I and I've been agree. very cognizant of that. But I am going to write a story, my story that will include a lot of what I experienced um, in this in this reality show exposure that I had. And it's not going to be the whole reason for my book. It's more of like a. A, a story of, of, of growth and, and experience that I think will be very inspiring to people. I like um, that. Just based on my journey, um, which a lot of it, a huge chapter of it is this reality show experience. And also remember, this was 10 years ago when um, it was relatively new, you know, it was still the, the, the process was still, you know, being worked out. And, yeah. and editing and, and how it was being done and presented. And even, even our production quality. I mean, when you look at our production quality, it was, it was fair to Midland, really. It's, it's and different. then we had, and then we had Beverly Hills coming off of our coattails with like Hollywood glam, you know, remember their whole opening thing was like yeah. glitter all over. And they were, you know, it was, it was, and we just were like, the, the, you know, the average gals from DC that were, you know, had You're pretty like, hair or whatever. Why can't I be on that show? 
Well, <laughs> two things. One, you will come back. Yeah. But before we go, because you'll come back, like you'll watch a little more Dallas and you'll come back. But before we wrap yes. up, what else do you, would you like to talk about? Did I, because I think like people have their own agendas and yeah. I want to give you airtime. Uh, well, thank you so much for that. I, I have some really exciting things developing in my life that um, have been um, a long time in the works, just brewing inside of me some passions. Um, and, and, you know, when I did the show, I really had, um, I, I created a priority list of things that I wanted to do, kind of like a, a list of goals and, and a vision, almost like a vision board of what I wanted to see myself doing with this exposure and how I wanted to make an impact for others and, and really use this platform for good. And, uh, you know, things happened as they did. And, uh, my focus became very much on my family and getting through divorce and my children and getting them through school. But, um, and then I started my, my interior design business because I had to pay my bills and, um, and that really is one of my passions as well. But within me, I've always wanted to have um, a platform where I would share basically how I live. And it's very approachable. It's very down to earth. It's very hippie chic, basically. And so um, I've been doing a lot of work on myself, just some some spiritual work and some transformational work about like really living to my fullest potential and figuring out, you know, I'm 54, this, you know, I'm 54 now and um, I have love in my life, but I'm, you know, I, I have, my kids are all grown and gone and now it's like, okay, what am I doing now? What, it, what is my purpose here? And what kind of fun can I create? And how can I, ha- how can I be a positive influence on people? And so um, and this was being planned back when I was, filming housewives. Like I was, this was all being planned and I had people helping me with it. So it was this platform that I was, that I was brewing and it just got tabled. And so I'm ready. And it's, it's, uh, I launched this blog and it's kind of in a beta phase right now. I haven't really officially pushed it yet, but it's happening next week. And, um, and I have, it's a lifestyle blog basically. And it's, it's, it's based on, Uh, health and wellness balance. Um, There's some spirituality in there because I think that helps us stay balanced and grounded Um, and, and being kind and loving to people. It's um, you know, eventually it's going to evolve into some product lines, home style, clothing, jewelry. Remember my cross that I wear my, my labels for love cross. I'm recreating that and I'm relaunching labels for love. So that all of this stuff that I've had to sort of table because I had some other things that were more important to focus on in my life are happening now. So it's, it's um, the web. I had this incredible experience, David. I literally was, um, and I, like I said, I've been training and doing some transformational work, just really going deep and figuring out my childhood issues and all, you know, like behaviors and just clearing myself a bit. We have to talk about all that next time too, because I'm all about like the therapy and like bringing out issues. Yeah, I I I love all that stuff. Oh my gosh, so much! I have so much that I've learned. But anyway, I'm going to get to the story. I'm going to take notes. Okay, go on. 
I was in the bathtub. So I take two, two Epsom salt baths a day just because it's therapeutic and it also clears energy. And um, so I was in the evening, I was in, it was like the perfect scenario. Like I want to paint a picture. I had my beautiful smelly candle, my lavender oils all in. And I was, I was listening to something and I was also communicating with a really good friend of mine who knows me so well. And I was, I was saying, what am I going to call this? Like, it's not my name. I don't want it to be about me, my name, because that's, that's not relevant really anymore. It's, it's, it has to have a vibe. Like it has to, it has to have a definition. Basically the name has to have a definition that people will resonate with. I would agree. And so, um, and this, and this friend of mine is, is, um, is Mexican and he lives in Mexico and he, all of a sudden he said, um, I said, I'm just a hippie. And he goes, you're a hippie chica. And I was like, Oh my gosh. I had this like overwhelming epiphany. And I just said, you have no idea what you've just done. You just pulled it out. It's it. That's it. And I just, within, literally, David, within, this is what happens when you start getting in touch with who you are. Within 30 minutes, I had the domain purchased. I had the Instagram account set up. I had pictures that I had already found that I wanted to use as images of me and and the vibe. I had, I had so I had quotes that I was going to be using. I had all of this happen within literally an hour of this name, just, just being birthed. That means it was the right name. And I agree. Like it's all about the name. Yeah. So it's hippychica.com and it's H I P P Y. So it's hippie spelled with a Y hippychica.com. It was available. And I had this whole thing done within an hour of, of this epiphany. And it just shows you when you have, when you, when you have these visions and your dreams and you start to figure out how to tap into them and, and allow them to come out that it just, it's flow. Like it just happens. And I'd love to talk more about all that, but you have to talk so about that. Chica.com. Yes. Now. Okay. So tell us where we can find you everywhere on Instagram. Okay. Tell us so, all. And it's going to be, I'm going to be doing cooking demonstrations because I used to be, and I'm, I'm a, I'm a passionate cook in the kitchen and it's all very basic, very approachable, like Ina Garten kind of approach to cooking. Um, and, uh, so I'm going to be doing cooking demonstrations, videos, and, um, and then lifestyle, home decor, spiritual wellness. My sister is a personal trainer and a, a fitness expert. She's going to be guests. I'm going to, and I'm, I'm going to invite a bunch of experts in various areas that I respect to um, bring their information and their addition to what needs to be shared. Invite, uh, I'm you, excited. Invite me on for, I'm, I, this is my pitch to myself. I will talk about businesses and just starting over because I've had a thousand careers and I've started over, you know, successfully yes. all the times. Or, I love to talk about fame as a drug and how like, don't get, don't, don't take the drug or, you know, go for it. But let me tell you how it works. That's one of my favorite topics. So if you ever cover either of those topics. I would love, I would love, love, love to have that from you because 
it's so important and it's it's also my message as well but to hear it from your perspective and to to know what you know now having interviewed all these famous people and especially in this reality space that's so crazy that um i'm sure you have so much that people would be interested in hearing like yes, I, definitely so count on it i hear it all and you know i swear like i don't have my psychology degree but just i can tell when it's like what you're saying I find 20,000 holes in your this and you are addicted to the fame. So we still have some work to do or like here are the people yeah. I've spoken to who are truly recovered addicts. So I could talk about it all day. There's a pattern. Yeah. It's, I have so much to say, but okay. So there, yeah. there's my pitch, but okay. So sorry, where can everyone find you? So it's hippie G it's so the website, the blog is going to be hippie So it's H I P P Y. Chica, C-H-I-C-A.com. And then my Instagram handle for that is hippie Chica official. And then That's I still easy. have my Mary Amons um, at Mary Amons is also my main personal Instagram where I post all about my, you know, whatever's happening that day or whatever the weather, or my kids, or, you know, the fun part of my personal life. And then my design I also have is Mary Amons design on Instagram and also Mary Ames design where you can find all my portfolio of my entire, my interior design work. Everybody I've needs been, to follow. I've been doing a lot of research, David, on influencers and what's, what I feel is, is resonant and what works and what is annoying. Cause I really don't want to be that annoying pitch person where um, they're just being paid to pitch something because they're being paid. Right. I will not, I will not, promote anything that I truly heartfeltly don't not, you know, I have to believe in that product, whatever it is. And also one of the things that's just come about is an opportunity to um, become an influence. Like this is what's happening. I'm becoming an influencer and, you know, I have mixed feelings about it because I don't want to be spending so much time on social media because I feel like it's, it can be really, um, I don't know. It's, it's a time suck. Toxic. First of all, it's, a, it's, yes. a, it's, it's can be very toxic, but uh, especially now with what's going on in the world. But I also know that it's a platform that is so valuable to, to um, help people. So I'm, I just was asked to become an influencer for this clean crafted wine brand called Scout and Cellar. And so it's, it's a wine company that was based, it's, uh, two really cool Dallas girls, younger girls, like younger than I am. So they're younger. Um, they came together because one of them was studying to be a sommelier and she was tasting all this wine, all this wine, and she was having terrible migraines. So these two girlfriends got together and decided they were going to start a company that was only going to source biodynamic, organic, wines that have no added residual sugars because our wine industry dumps food dyes pesticides i mean you don't even know what's going into the, our wines yeah domestically or internationally so they they are curating from only small family-owned businesses throughout the world so there's a bunch of stuff that is so positive for me that i that i'm so passionate about so it's family-owned small businesses that have wineries all biodynamic, which means there's no pesticides um, and no added residual sugars, which means 
it's so much better for you and you feel so much better. So I have no headaches when I drink wine. First of all, it has That's amazing less. right there. Like I'm not going to chug a lug a whole bottle because first of all, it's so tasty and it's not the sugar. Cause I think what we end up being addicted to is the sugar in wines, not yeah. necessarily the alcohol. It's the sugar. So there's no added residual sugars and um, you know how when you drink red wine, you get that crusty red mm. wine lip the more you drink and the purple tongue? That's yeah. because there's food dyes added. So there's this whole thing. And this, and look at me, I'm like going on and on about this That's because good I'm though. so crazy about it. So I'm an influencer. So if you want to buy Scout and Cellar wines, it's, it's, it's scoutandcellar.com backslash Mary Amons. I'm a, I'm, I'm an influencer. Okay. So we'll talk. that's my first, that's my first gig. Listen, I love it. You'll <laughs> talk so about, crazy it. about it. I love it. Everyone needs to follow you. I follow you and we'll talk later and you will come back like for real, like as Dallas goes Thank on, you, you need, we'll, we'll talk about like an update on Jen and Deandra and how it is with how, how I feel like things are going. So um, what I was going to say is, you know, all of my followers, because when Real Housewives of DC, DC was on, only Twitter was, was the social media platform. So I have like a whole bunch of people that follow me on Twitter and I don't really tweet much. Um, I'll get everyone to I, follow you. I need, I need Instagram followers on both my, my new hippie Chica platform and also um, Mary Amons. Everyone listening I, to I was this. like, I... I just saw a, a contest. You know how some yeah. guys do contests? Yeah. I was like one of the lowest um, numbers of followers for any of the Real Housewives. Like I'm down on the bottom. You're giving right. me, okay, we have to talk. Oh my God. Literally, you need, okay, I have, we'll put this on our list for next time too. All right, everyone okay. will follow you and I'll text you later. Okay. So much fun. I need coaching. I need coaching, David. We, we're going to talk about all this. All right, you'll come back. Okay. All right, so everyone will follow you, and I'll, I'll text you in a few minutes. Okay. Everyone follow me. I love you. I love you. I love you, David. Okay. I love you. We'll talk later. You're doing, you're doing amazing things in the world. Thank you. I'm sure <laughs> I'm working hard enough. That's for damn sure. So you thank you. You look great. Oh, my God. Thank you. You look great, too. All right, I'll talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Mwah. Mwah. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. 
And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.